Well, hey, folks, we're back. Told you I'd be back in a couple days. ADD did take over. But I absolutely had to come on tonight because I am blown away by the amount of audacity I have seen in the world this week. I mean, holy shit, man. We are a nation that has become, not everybody, but a large large amount, have become willfully fucking ignorant. And that just blows my shit away. How are you willfully fucking ignorant in this age of information at your fingertips. Yeah, 35, 40 years ago, you had the big three major stations and maybe CNN if your town or your location was lucky enough to have some cable. You did have access to newspapers. You had access to the USA Today and your local papers and the Washington Post and the New York Times and any myriad of others, Chicago Tribune. I mean, you had access to newspapers, but it wasn't at your fingertips and wasn't broadcast 24 hours a day like it is now. So, 35, 40 years ago, maybe willful ignorance was a little more excusable. Not 100%, obviously, but certainly a fraction more than it is today. And I am seeing, like in the Democrats and Republicans, I am seeing that shit on both sides of the fence. Here on the Democrat side, you have Hunter Biden, who got us such a sweetheart deal that if it had been any of us, Shit, we'd be under the jail. We would get bread and water and we would be shackled to a wall and only unshackled from that wall when we were shackled to the chain gang. But old Hunter, who not only had some of the saddest naked pictures I believe I've ever seen, God bless him. If I looked like that as a man, I swear to you, I would have never, not in a million years, let somebody take my picture naked because, well, ew. And I'm not talking his penis size. I'm just talking, oh my God, the man is disgusting. And naked, I mean, there is not enough alcohol for me to drink that if he had come to me, and apparently he's fucking everybody. That he'd have come to me and I'd have been like, mm, no, it's, I would be so dead from alcohol poisoning, you would now be into necrophilia for me to even go there with you, dude. But we've got pictures of him naked. We've got pictures of him holding a gun that he should have never gotten because he lied and said, oh, no, I don't have any substance abuse problems. While there were pictures on that laptop of him doing drugs, drug paraphernalia, and him talking about it. I mean, damn, dude. 
your drug dealers have got to be thinking, you're, ooh, go away. And not only if that part had never come out as far as what was on that laptop, the fact that the man has been to rehab about a half a dozen times would indicate to me or anyone with any level of an intelligence above a houseplant that is some sort of substance abuse problem. Now, with that said, if he in those half dozen or so times was there and actually working on it and dedicated to it and he backslid, hey, that shit happens, man. You know, it is a disease. Whether it's drugs, alcohol, sex, gambling, food, what, anything you can be addicted to, obviously there can be a backslide. So, you know, I'm going to say, if old dude was really seriously in that half a dozen or so times working on it and had these issues and he backslid, Dude, that sucks, and I'm sorry. But you should have never had a firearm. And if that wasn't odd enough, I mean, let's not forget this is the man who had an affair with his dead brother's wife while married to his wife. Ooh, that's keeping it in the family. Oh, shit. I mean, now, and I've been married more than once, and I will give... This, I had brothers-in-law that were perfectly nice, wonderful people. Not one time did I think, you know what, I'd like to fuck them. Because that was, in my mind, a sibling. Ew. But, I guess in old Hunter's mind, it didn't matter that A, his brother, apparently appeared to be a pretty upstanding guy. You know, certainly did well in the military and I believe held a political office and, you know, very sadly died of brain cancer, which the Biden family has said is related to some exposures to chemicals and burn pits in Afghanistan. Man, I don't discount that. Could possibly be where it came from. I think the federal government will bullshit us on that. Till they can't anymore, much like they did with Agent Orange. And let thousands of Vietnam veterans die. Till they finally went, no, yeah, you know, maybe that was bad. You think it was a fucking pesticide? No shit. Was meant to kill and defoliate, along with napalm. Um, yeah, yeah, it was probably bad to breathe in. And I, no doubt, whatever's being burned in those Afghan and Iraqi and Middle Eastern burn pits in the areas we were at war in, I guarantee weren't anything you would want to roast a marshmallow over and eat it. But we have that from him. We have the fact that old Hunter knocked up a stripper, hey? You know, I'm not, hell, I'd ride a pole if I looked like that woman. Shit. Because apparently she made some pretty damn good money. But he denied it. Had to have a DNA test. Comes from one of the wealthiest families in the country. And his father not only has been a 
senator and a vice president, but is now the leader of the free world. And Hunter goes, oh, I don't have any money. I can't pay child support. But flew to that deposition and hearing on a private fucking jet. Bitch, please. You just want to be a douche canoe. While fighting that case, married some other girl he'd known six weeks, and now they have a kid. And he has kids with his first wife, and I think, probably in the beginning, was halfway normal. Clearly slides down a hill now. Now, he also got busted on a bunch of shit with the IRS. Looks like he might have made some very questionable business deals. And all this goes on. He says, oh, yeah, I'm going to go back to rehab again. Okay, well, and I hope that is certainly a sincere attempt. And I certainly hope, if no for no other reason than his kids, he gets his shit together because, damn, dude. But... All the charges, I mean, just even just the IRS shit. If that had been us, regular Joe Schmo down the street, number one, the IRS would own everything, including our fucking dreams, to repay that shit because it was in the millions of dollars. No, let's get a repayment plan and a slap on the wrist. And that same night or the next night, he is prancing around a White House dinner like he is Mr. I do no shit wrong. Are you fucking kidding me? The fuck you say? And I even have to question at what point does his own father, and if not his father, his stepmother go, dude, you are a fucking embarrassment. I get loving your kid. I would love my kid whether he's an embarrassment or not, but I sure as fuck, if he were an embarrassment and I'm the leader of the free world, he isn't prating around like he's Mr. Prince on a stick. No. You need to slide the fuck back into the shadows. Please gather yourself and show me that you've stayed gathered. And we will go from there about you coming back out and acting like you know me. And I am very shocked that at some point, because maybe Joe Biden's a little blinded because that's his kid. They lost their mother to oh, was it cancer or wreck. Uh, I believe it was a wreck. And, you know, he had to primarily raise these kids on his own. Bo and Hunter. So, I could even say, see him being a little blinded if for no other reason than parental guilt. Because we've all fell prey to parental guilt and done allowed things from our kids that we should have never because of parental guilt. But even at some point, oh, Joe's got to go, mm, no. And Jill, Dr. Jill, she seems to be fairly intelligent, fairly savvy. Where is she in all this going? Okay, 
we need to hide Hunter like the nasty family secret that he is. Number one, only in the South do we parade out our eccentric, some disgraceful family members, perch them on the porch and give them a drink. That's a Southern thing. And none of us are president. In this situation, I think they'd be well served. Lock his ass in the attic for a while till he gets his shit together and pretend he doesn't exist. Now, with that all being said, you know, I very much see he's a liability. Any way you want to cut it, he is a liability to his father and his family and the political any political aspiration that the Biden family with Joe and post-Joe have. But you have Democrats who are so willfully ignorant and simply vote the party because they have decided they are Democrat. Oh, no, Joe, no, no, Hunter, no, Hunter did good. He got, no, he got punished. Really? Where? Where's his punishment? No, willfully ignorant. Only watching or reading things that coincide with what they want their opinion to be. Really? You know, I watch left-leaning, right-leaning news programs. I try to find some that are in the middle. And let's face it, the days of Walter Cronkite and here's what happened, form your opinion, are come and gone. Somewhat, you can find certain ones that are more middle ground than others, and still not 100% middle ground. I will say, I do like that MSNBC does bring on opposing views, and while they may have a spirited debate, it never devolves into... Anything that is nasty, below the belt, they do listen and, at the end, for the most part, agree to disagree. Now, not always, but more often than some others. But people don't want to see that. They, if they're, These Democrats right now are like, mm, no, I'm a Democrat. And I think what they did for Hunter's fine, that's audacity. Just in case you're wondering. And then, of course, on the right, you've got the people who worship at the feet of Donald Trump. Which, I mean, I don't even know. Even Fox News has gotten to the point that they are even, for the most part, okay, not even for the most part, but more than they ever have, are pointing out his flaws are going, oh, you know, you probably shouldn't have had those documents at your house. But you have folks who are not in the wool Republican, who have worshipped at the feet of Trump and drank his Kool-Aid like he is fucking Jim Jones, who, who still go, no, no, what he did wasn't wrong. Really? And how is that? Well, because he said. And that's the thing. Willful ignorance. I love when other people have opposing opinions. 
you know, I love to sit and discuss that with people. What I don't love is when you do not do anything to back up the opinion you've just decided, it is what it is. Really, give me some empirical proof of what brought you to that opinion. And these folks who are still worshiping at the feet of Trump cannot do that. They have decided, for whatever reason, that this reality show host and sort of pseudo-builder, who apparently went bankrupt an awful hell of a lot as a businessman, is just undoubtedly the person in the world who must have the most sense. Really? And they don't see his contradictions. When he ran against Hillary, his big thing is, oh my God, you've got to understand what classified means and we're going to prosecute her and nobody should take that and I will never let somebody do that. And that is the very fucking thing he did. Are you... Do you not listen when you talk? Which I don't believe he does. But anybody that is still following him and is just convinced he is perfect and wonderful and didn't help incite an insurrection. Cannot, well, he said it. Well, okay, but what else? Well, no, he said it. But how did you get that? Well, he said it. That is the equivalent of a parent looking at a kid and going, because I said so. Really? That, that's your reason, because you said so. Okay. Weird. You know, and I am begging anybody that is living in this life willfully fucking ignorant. Please stop. Please, I beg of you. Read and watch and listen to things that oppose your opinion. And actually listen with an open mind. Take in because I can be totally against your opinion. But you bring evidence to the table of what got you there. While I still may disagree with you. I can look at that and with an open mind and say, you know, yeah, I see how you got there. And we will agree to disagree. Now, that doesn't mean that once I'm walking off, I may not say under my breath, dumbass. But I still will respect that you were not willfully ignorant. And that brings me to also uh, Roe v. Wade. Now, I will tell you, I absolutely believe at the moment of conception of life begins. I absolutely do not believe that the government should be inside my uterus. And you're going, well, Beth, fuck, you're 50. Yeah, you know what? I am. But I haven't always been 50. I did not come out 50. And thank God, while I was of childbearing age, that law stood in effect. Because here's the thing. A bunch of men who do not possess a uterus in any form decided, well, we don't like it. It's done. And what I find amusing, even a third or more, I read today, of Republicans and Republican women are against it. Even they're saying, you know what, yeah, we're pro-life, but we are not pro being a woman's uterus, pro you need to 
regulate a woman's uterus. Thankfully, they're standing up going, oh, hell no. Uh, uh, hell no. And yet, DeSantis, Pence, Christie, who want to beat Trump, which I'll say he's playing this one smart and being ambivalent and waffling and not really answering to. But the three that are wanting, you know, are really out there shouting from the rooftops who want to beat him are doubling down on that bullshit. Are you seriously going to double down on something that even your own party went, mm, no. We don't know mm, probably what we shouldn't do. And even the ones who might have started on the fence when they started seeing the medical crisis this caused of women dying because they couldn't get that life-saving DNC. Uh, babies, women being forced to carry babies that have no brain to term and giving birth. And as someone who has given birth to a stillborn baby, that is probably one of the most gut-wrenching experiences a woman can have. Yet, men without a uterus have decided... Ah, uh, you know what? We're going to fucking tell her what to do. Bitch, get Washington, D.C. out of my uterus. Yes, whatever eggs I got left, fuck, they're powdered. I mean, I probably would make baby Yoda. My eggs are so fucking old at this point. But there are other people that their eggs aren't. And we need to get Washington, D.C. out of our uteruses. Thank you so much. And also... I'm told you this whole week, full of audacity, lots of it. All right, we have this sub that, submersible, I'm sorry, and I have called it a submarine all week, and it is not. But we had this submersible that you had to sign a contract to go on, not, besides paying a quarter of a million dollars. To ride in this tin can driven by a Nintendo 64-ish looking Lognitec game controller. See, that would have been my first clue. When we stepped down in and I'd have seen that, I'd have been like, you know, you keep my money, I'm out. Because that, that looks dodgy. But, no less than... Six or more times, apparently, in the first page of this quite lengthy contract these folks had to sign, the word death was mentioned. Really? Death? I, I'm sorry, the first three times would have been enough for me to go again. I wouldn't have even made it to see the con game controller driving apparatus. I'd have seen that and been like, you know, this really doesn't seem like a good idea. And why are you paying that kind of money when there are ways to see the wreckage standing on dry land with a camera? Because you're not out swimming in it when you took this thing down. You are watching it go by in a porthole. 
So basically the same thing, and you're under 6,000 pounds of pressure per square inch at that depth of the sea. Even SpongeBob doesn't live that deep. Damn. Even SpongeBob went, ooh, I am a sea sponge. And that's still too deep for me. A sperm whale even went, you know what? I am the biggest whale in the world. I weigh whatever many tons they weigh. I'm pretty stupid. I don't have a great brain capacity. But even I know that's too deep in the ocean for me. And I'm not, you know, and I think this is a tragedy. It breaks my heart that those poor people perished under that ocean. I only pray that they had no idea. That their last thoughts were of excitement and adventure. And now they've gone to the hereafter in heaven. That is my hope. Because everything I've read about an implosion at that depth is horrifying. But I've got to question, too. And, you know, and I'm not going to lie. I'm a chicken. Which is ironic, considering I'm afraid of chickens. But I am a chicken. I don't like heights. I don't like roller coasters. I don't like snakes and mice and bats and, of course, chickens and birds and frogs are all I have been chased. By my best friend with a frog, and I locked her out of her house because she was chasing me with a frog. Frog got its karma on her, peed on her. There you go, Mr. Ribbit. But I certainly do not understand that level of thrill seeking. And I also don't understand the level of thrill seeking to climb to the top of Mount Everest where certain. Location points are marked by frozen dead bodies. You know, really? I mean, come the hell on. If that needs to be your marker, it's a frozen dead body that's been there for 50 years. Yeah, you know, why are you on a trail? Not, not good. Kind of dumb. But also, you're going down, supposing you're su the submersible got to its destination safely and they were home today. What exactly are you going to see that hasn't already been shown in other videos and pictures and, you know, cameras that have gone down similar to what found the wreckage? And all these images have been brought back. There have been several artifacts brought back. And for all intents and purposes, this is a graveyard. Out of the ever how many people that were on the original Titanic, 500 survived. So that is their grave because so many of the bodies were not recovered. It's not a ride at Disneyland. Why the fuck are you going down there? You're that interested in a graveyard. Go visit the one in your town. Damn. Go to the old sections. They have some pretty interesting headstones. But why are you going down there and disturbing this watery grave? You know, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And again, I am in no way making fun of these people. 
you know, my heart breaks for them and their families. But at what point did common sense not, you signed that paper with death on it that many times, you step in this cabin that is very small, and if you go to the bathroom, it was a curtain, and they said, we'll turn the music up. (laughs) Fuck, I'd have stage fright. There'd be no pee. There I'd be. Dries the fucking Sahara. But you, even if that didn't bother you, you step in and you see the forty nine ninety nine game controller. And that's the steering wheel. At what point does the mind not rebel and go, you know, this could be a bad idea. This doesn't look well thought out to me. Engineering standpoint... You're willing to use the $49.99 Amazon game controllers, your steering wheel? How do I know that you didn't build this shit with a fucking erector set and some fucking Lincoln logs and a few Legos? At what point did these people's mind not rebel at that and go, you know what? I'm good. And it all is boiling down to audacity. I, I'm shocked. You know, I've seen several things this week also on Facebook and different places where I've been reading news that you can comment. I am also shocked at the audacity of people behind a keyboard. Because here's the thing. So many of them are these keyboard warriors. You got out in public and said that to somebody. Motherfucker going to punch you in the mouth. Which I'm beginning to wonder. Is that. Maybe not what some. What what we need to go back to. Because people have gotten awful free to be snide and nasty. With no repercussions. Hell, I was 26 or 27 the last time I was smacked in the mouth by my own mother for being disrespectful, and it wasn't even to her. So, where have people come upon the notion of, hey, you know what? I can say whatever the fuck I want to say to you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Oh, that's right. They came up with it behind a keyboard. People's level of audacity has become astounding to me. I'm, I'm, Jesus. And I notice that people driving, they decide they want in that spot. They don't give a shit your car sitting there. They will run you over. Really? Where are manners anymore? Where is common courtesy? And... People just do not care to spout their opinion off and look at you and be very offended if your opinion differs from theirs. Audacity. Say it with me. Audacity. I knew you could. Where has? I mean, it's okay. You know, the world would be boring as shit. If we all had the same fucking opinions. But where has civility and the ability even to agree to disagree? I mean, that'd be pretty handy dandy to do anymore. 
you know, at some point, I feel like, because politics especially, has become so divided, so not for us as the people anymore. It is all about those people in that office. They don't give a fuck about us. It's the ability to win and say they did. I mean, let's look at George Santos. Now, he is the poster boy for audacity. That man lied about everything in his life from his education, and I'm not talking just his college, where he went to high school. Lied about his mother being involved in 9-11. Lied after he first said she died in 9-11. Then it was cancer-related from 9-11. She was in, I think it was Brazil, when 9-11 happened. <coughs> lied about being a drag queen in Brazil. Bitch, let your freak flag fly. If you dressed as a drag queen, own that shit. Now, I've seen the pictures. Ooh, he needed some drag queen school because, oh, my God. Oh, he's only uglier as a man, but, ooh, even as a woman. Oh, no, no, no. Mm, mm, mm. He really needed drag queen school. Maybe that's why it's like it wasn't me until the pictures came out. He's lied about stealing money. He has lied about being convicted of fraud in Brazil or South America somewhere. Maybe it was Rio. Fuck, I don't know. But anyway, he lied about campaign money. He lied about money that he took up to help a veteran to get surgery for his service animal so the service animal could live, collected all the charity money, and fucking kept it in line. And this motherfucker has been asked and demanded, not really even asked, demanded, not only by the people who elected him, but the people in the House of Representatives with him. He needs to fucking step down. Got charged. Got arrested. And his mother, or his father and his aunt get him out of jail on a $500,000 bond and this motherfucker back on the hill voting. I'm sorry. Oh, and, and, oh, and in the midst of all this, Richard McCarthy thought, you know what? I'm going to put him on the House, House Ethics Committee. You're going to what now? And did until even the Republicans went, mm, no. I mean, Mitt Romney looked at him and told him he was a disgrace and didn't need to be there. Now, granted, I mean, I don't know much about old Mitt. But I'm thinking he's probably crooked a little anyway. Because what politician isn't in some form or fashion. But clearly not as crooked as huh, old George over here. And so Mitt Romney looks at you and goes, you need to get out. People from both sides of that fence have stood and screamed at this man on the steps of Capitol Hill while he's trying to spin his yarn, the latest one anyway, of why he did what he did or something about because he wouldn't be elected because he was gay of color, and now I'm even questioning, are you really of color? I mean, you did say you were Jewish at one point, and that your grandparents escaped Germany. 
doesn't make you of color, but apparently he is. But it, I'm, I mean, have we seen a DNA? I mean, I'd like a 23andMe on that, please. Just let's see what your background's made of there, George. But let's go with the notion. You know, that was one other thing that would keep him from getting elected. Um, because he didn't go to a good enough college. I don't actually think he went at all. But point being, I had to say that because I wouldn't be elected. At what point in the age of the internet, again, willful ignorance leads to audacity. Did he not go, you know, somebody may find this shit out. I mean, and down to, what is it, he uh, helped with some sort of little machines that they go, that people stick, the skimmers that they put on gas pumps and ATMs to steal people's money. Come on, dude. And yet there he sits on the hill, voting on whatever the fuck he's voting on. At least they did remove him from the House Ethics Committee. Uh, really? Audacity in its finest. I don't know how the man sleeps at night. I swear to God I don't. I Well, I, I can't imagine that he's sleeping because he's too busy having to make up new stories and lies about his life. And, and where is his significant other? Where is his partner? Because he said he had one. Uh, apparently, he'd been married to a woman and had a, an awakening, which maybe he did know all along and was afraid to come out and found some courage somewhere. Maybe the woman he was married to for a couple years encouraged him, knew and encouraged. I don't know, because people have accused him of playing the gay card and saying he's not really gay. Maybe he's bisexual. Maybe he's pansexual. Maybe he's using the wrong term. I don't know. And that's not going to be something I'm going to judge. But what I am going to judge, you talk about your partner. Where the fuck is your partner? I mean, come on. Audacity. You know, the Supreme Court's over here throwing out their shit. Clarence Thomas and his whole, I didn't disclose that billionaire guy giving me money and trips and jobs for my family and houses for my family. They are carrying on and doing what they have been doing. The Supreme Court and 58% of America, based on the Quinnipiac poll, thinks they're doing a shitty fucking job. I think we need to clean house on the Supreme Court. And by the way, should not be a lifetime appointment. Now, you get two, four, six, eight years, and then your ass needs to step back for a little bit. Make it like the president. you got to be reassigned, and you only get to do it twice. But we need to clean house. We need to get people in there who are not worried about, I'm a Democrat, or I'm a Republican, or I'm a Libertarian, or I'm the Pine Tree Party. Be worried about inflation. Be worried about affordable housing, because that's not a real thing anymore. Be worried about actual things that help our country as opposed to let me be as fucking outlandish as I possibly can 
to represent my party. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert screamed at each other across the House of Representatives and called each other a bitch. Really? What is the point? I mean, both, they really are. They're both crazy as fuck. But, probably not the way you should behave in Capitol Hill. Just saying. Just throwing it out there. Um, at what point did they not go, don't do that? Now, they didn't get in any trouble. They didn't get really, I mean, it was a short little news blurb in the New York Post. But, this week, Audacity, they have spent several articles, even last week a little bit, um, several news programs talking about poor John Fetterman, who had a stroke and has auditory issues from the stroke, has the good sense when he realized his depression was out of control to put himself in Walter Reed and speak up about mental health issues. Thank you. They have spent a whole week talking about his issues that he has to use a teleprompter to read what he's got to say and his auditory issues and that he didn't wear a suit to come into Capitol Hill. He wore his shorts and a hoodie. No, not the best look. I saw it. I was like, oh dear God, that's what I sleep in. Probably not what I'd prance up to Capitol Hill in. But a whole hell of a lot less offensive then Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert screaming bitch at each other across the house. I mean, come on. Stop it. I don't know why anybody expected any different because, I mean, let's remember, it is Marjorie Taylor Greene dressed up like a Yeti who heckled Biden in his last presidential speech before everybody. I mean, so it's not like I actually expected her do you have any sense of decorum? And if you've listened to the crazy bitch talk, you know. Mm, damn. You know, and all this, you know, people wonder. I do watch news, and I read all this stuff, and I clearly have opinions. And people will say, I can't believe you'll watch Real Housewives and shit. No, the fuck wonder why. Yeah, you know what? They're full of audacity, and they're doing crazy shit to one another. But at least they are not burning our country down. You know, I I am fearful with everything that is going on. And yes, in some aspects, yeah, maybe we are too woke. Okay, possible. Not going to die, that's a possibility. But we are also becoming so racially biased that it's almost looking like the 60s. It's making me sit there, almost, not all the way, don't get me wrong. But it's almost making me sit there and think, you know, I bet Martin Luther King's going, oh, shit, y'all, damn. You know, why? Why does it have to be that way? You know, we're Gen Xers. You know, we are the people that were first accepting of everybody. We were the first generation of that. How in the hell are we not passing that shit on? What For that, we should be ashamed as a generation. I'm a little like, damn. And it's not like I'm out here doing anything to make it better either. 
I mean, let's face it, I am sitting here ranting on a podcast about it. Maybe I'm going to inspire somebody else. But we as a generation of Gen Xers, we were the first generation of let your freak flag fly, be you. I certainly am trying my best to pass that on to my kid. Because I don't want anybody judging him. I don't want him judging anybody. Because who the fuck are we? Now, won't lie, we'll judge you for bad shoes. I will not lie. There is no excuse for bad shoes and no excuse if you tuck your shirt in and there are belt loops, buy a fucking belt and wear it. I will judge you for that. Not going to lie. I am going to judge you. That's just, that's just sad. That's just, no, stop it. If nothing else, pull the damn shirt out and cover up the belt loops. But outside of that, I try not to judge. I want to hear opposing opinions. Because again, world would be so boring if we were all the same. But level of audacity. Um, any opinion that opposes ours is automatically wrong is automatically, depending on which side of the fence you're on, either racially motivated or too woke. Just depends on which side of the fence the person's on. And 99% of those people who have that idea refuse to back it up with any sort of empirical evidence. All I can say is they better be glad my parents were not theirs. Because I was allowed to have opposing opinions on world events, local events, state events, or things going on in our own personal world. And that was fine. That was absolutely encouraged that I had one. As long as I had something to back it up, not the equivalent of because I said so. Because, and I agree with my dad on this, opinion, lowest form of conversation. Back it up. Why do you have to be so mired down in one point of view? What happened to seeing things from somebody else's point of view? What happened to walking in that person's shoes? Oh, that's right. Audacity. I mean, come on, guys. It's, I mean, we got to do better. Because I do know, as Gen Xers, we know better. We have watched the Berlin Wall fall. We have watched... Gorbachev and Reagan shake hands and in communism. Now Putin came back and that shit's gone all to hell. But at that point in time, they shook hands and said, let's stop. Enough. We watched that as a generation. We watched the Iran hostages come back in 81. And if you missed it, go watch Argo. Not exactly 100% accurate. And they say that in the beginning, but it is based on it and pretty damn interesting and not a bad movie. The end of it, whoo, gets me chills every time. But we, as a generation, were here for those things. <laughs> we were here for Glassnose. 
We were there for the Berlin Wall falling. We got together as a generation of our musical icons and made a song for World Hunger, We Are the World. We even went one step further with Do They Know It's Christmas. We were that generation. That generation of let's all try to be the good and let's coexist together and let's share ideas. And here we are. So many getting swept up in the audacity. Stop it. Remember who you are. You are Gen X. You witnessed some of the most amazing moments in history that went forward towards peace. And now, there are some of you cheering on people who breached our capital. Now, I'm going to tell you, I'm all for you want to protest pine trees. By God, go protest them. That is your First Amendment right. I'm all for it. But the minute you breach the Capitol, you start looting, you set shit on fire, I don't care whatever criminal act that you decide to include in your protest, you've lost your point. You now are a criminal. You're not a protester now. Stop it. Protest. Get your voice heard. Go door to door. March on the Capitol carrying your signs. Stand out there and sing and chant and protest. But why are you breaking in? That's not how that shit works. That's called trespassing. That's called a federal crime. But so many in our generation have fallen prey to that now. And I don't get that because, again, let me repeat. We are the generation that witnessed the most movements towards peace. What point did we as a generation succumb to the audacity? Not everyone has, thank God. There are some in our generation, and I hope I'm on this other side of, I didn't succumb to the audacity, because I sure as hell try my best not to. But so many have. And now, they have become unrecognizable as people of our generation. And I am not talking about those young Gen Xers, you know, born in 85. Bitch, you went in the fifth grade, or the kindergarten, excuse me, kindergarten in 1990. You did not witness the 80s. I'm sorry, you're riding our coattails. Get the fuck off. You are not Gen X. Just saying. But those of us who actually experienced the 80s and have a memory of them. Okay, sometimes our memory's foggy thanks to field parties and drinking. Not gonna lie. Some of our memories could be a little foggy and hazy. But the big ones are not. We were going to make a difference in this world. We were going to do it quietly because that's who we are. But we were going to get it done. And for a while, we were. And somewhere along the way, we lost our identity, our mojo. We succumbed to the audacity. I'm begging you this week. And again, you're going to be hearing from me next couple days. Because you just know more shit's coming out. 
Hopefully this next shit will be more funny. Because this shit this week been fucking not funny. And it's hard on people like me who are wise ass. When you want to rant about shit and you can't even turn it funny. Because, ow, that shit hurts. Because funny is always better. Just let's not play. But, this week, I'm begging you. Don't fall for the audacity. Actually participate in willful learning. Willful analysis of a situation. View it from somebody else's side. Even if you don't agree. And they're backing their shit up with some sort of fact. Maybe take a minute and climb off your high horse. And look at their side. You may not agree. But respect how they got there. Because if they have truly researched and read and thought about, you don't have to agree. You just have to respect it. And don't be so full of audacity. Stop it. It's not good. It is making us as a generation look pretty shitty. And while, hopefully, knock wood, I don't have any grandkids soon. I know so many of my generation already are. Yes, I got a late start. Um... But this isn't what we want for our grandkids either. What are we gonna be, what are we bringing our grandkids into with this shit? What are we teaching our kids? We were supposed to teach them which freak flag fly, man. Do you be respectful. Protest what needed to be protest, but protest it in a way that is constructive. A way that actually facilitates change. Not in audacity. So, this week, I implore you, this weekend, first of the week, view something that you don't agree with, with an open mind, and from somebody else's point of view. I'm not saying you got to agree. All I'm saying is be respectful. Actually listen. Actually absorb. And don't listen to talk. Don't sit while they're giving your you their reason for whatever it is. From something as teeny tiny as a paint color to something that is world and earth changing. Actually listen actively. Actually take in what they're saying. Don't listen to talk. Don't listen to get to be the next person to slam your opinion out. Have an opposing opinion or hell, you never know. They could change your mind if you're open-minded. But even if they don't, listen. Give your opinion. Be respectful. And walk away, friends, saying, you know what? I see how you got there, but we're going to have to agree to disagree. See y'all in a couple days.